are you are you afraid of man on man friendship? <laughs> oh jeez. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the pop culture. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. The lingo. 30 inches of thigh slapping, blood pumping, nuclear brain damage. And the love. Casey, could you please play Waiting for a Girl Like You? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome, everyone. It's Stuck in the 80s time, and I'm your host, Steve Whoa, whoa, Spit- whoa, 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 hold on. What's up? Welcome, everyone. It's what 2000- the hell is that? It's 2011. I said I was going to retire the whole hey, hey thing. Who are you, Brokaw? Do hey, hey. The people want hey, hey. <sighs> hey, hey, everyone. Woo! It's Stuck in the 80s time. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com, and today, our interview with former American Idol contestant Constantine Maroulis, star of the touring production of Rock of Ages. Yes! Come on, feel the noise. Girls, rock your boys. We'll get wild, wild, wild. With me as always, he's my own personal hair metal hero. Times pop music critic Sean Daly. Yes, I'm Jack, baby. 2011. This is going to be my year. Uh, yeah. Get on my back, Spearsy. Get on my back. Let me carry you through 2011. I can see you're a little morose, a little forlorn. <laughs> Churlish, even. I can tell you how 2011 is going to start if I get on your shoulders with a hernia <laughs> operation. I don't like it. Welcome, everybody. It's me. To the Walter Hall Cronkite. of Presidents. <laughs> you're like robots. Robo Spearsy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very excited about Rock of Ages. I'm very excited uh, to talk to Constantine Maroulis. Rock of Ages, of course, is the jukebox musical nominated to, for uh, Myriad Tony Awards. Uh, it takes place solely in uh, 1987, I believe. And on the Sunset Strip, my favorite strip uh, in America, my favorite span of road in uh, West Hollywood, California. Um, and I love everything about it. I love the hair metal. I love all the uh, the cheesy 80s uh, cliches. You know what people are going to love about this musical? I mean, people, I mean, generally speaking, you know, musicals are not like a guy thing, right? I mean, I like musicals. You're kind of like. I don't love musicals. No. But this one. Gotta sing, gotta <laughs> dance. Honey, everything's coming up, Spearsy. You could have been on stage. You still can be. The, uh, the whole point is, though, this borrows the, the soundtrack of our youth. Right. It doesn't write its own songs, you know, you know, a tribute to Parachute Pants. No, we're talking about songs from Journey and Whitesnake and Foreigner. I mean, it is packed. 22 songs. Yeah. All from the 80s. I want to know what Sean is. <laughs> Here Sean goes again on his own. Finland cries. Finland cries. Wanted. Spears all alive. So the whole point being, <laughs> rain me in, baby, rain yeah, me yeah, in. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. The whole point is, it's a boy meets girl story set on the sunset. Strip. Yeah, classic stereotypes. The the aspiring rocker Drew, played by Constantine Maroulis, right. falls in love with Sherry, who is from Kansas, an aspiring actress, and they both get jobs at the Bourbon Room, I believe it's called, which is a take on the Whiskey a Go Go. Uh, a classic uh, rock club on the Sunset Strip. Have you ever been in there? Hollywood. I, indeed, I have. What's it like? Amazing, grungy, disgusting. <laughs> uh, I love the whole strip, though. I mean, it, it's just 
I should move there. I should. I've told you this before. I should be living in L.A. because I'm nice. But I'm shallow. <laughs> yes. And that's what people... No, people in L.A. are really, really nice, but I, I shallow, that. but self-serving. That's all about me, baby. So anyway, uh, Rock of Ages is coming to uh, Clearwater real soon. We're going to be there. Opening night. Opening night. Rocking out. This is a tour that is going all the way across the country. If you haven't seen it yet, it probably hasn't hit your town. There's a good chance you missed it, but it's still playing on Broadway. Yeah, and there's a movie coming out, too. We talked to Constantine yeah, yeah. a little bit about that. Let me ask you, what ill-fitting 80s t-shirt will you be wearing oh, to opening God, night, press night question. of Rock of Ages? You know, it's kind of hard not to go with the journey. Yeah. How's that fit in these Are, days? Uh, it's still snug. <laughs> it's the it's wash. Still, it's shrunk in the wash. It's I not you. I should have used hot you. water. Or maybe the Asia. <laughs> the Asia Asia's nice. One was, of those, you can't go wrong. Either way, I'm not getting laid that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. Give me a right look. I'm easy. Um, yeah, and we're allowed to take dates. Are you taking a date to the press night? God, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. Should I? Yeah, I might, I might have a certain someone in mind. Certain summy summy. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. Um, Constantine talks about Rock of Ages, meeting some of his hair metal heroes whose songs are, uh, are performed in the show. And, of course, for you American Idol freaks, he talks about Idol uh, very positively, too. I always thought that Constantine was a bit of a um, you know, surly fellow, but he was great. He's really amped, perfect guy for this show. And also, he has nothing but nice things to say about American Idol. He's a little... A little worried about the new incarnation of the show because yes, Simon, are, was, yeah. Simon was such a positive force. But uh, Constantine's great. So what do you think? <laughs> are you ready to rock on, my friend, with the Constantine Maroulis interview? Let it be. I want to rock Hey, Constantine? Yeah, I got you. Hey, it's Sean Daly, the music critic at the St. Pete Times. How are you? Great, man. How you doing? Awesome. And with me is Steve Spears, the entertainment editor at TampaBay.com. And we are, uh, we're big fans of yours, and we're excited that you are bringing Rock of Ages to Ruth, <laughs> Ruth Eckert Hall in Clearwater on January 18th to the 23rd. And, uh, I mean, this has been huge for you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, it's, it's been, uh, been a big deal for me. It's been an awesome couple of years, and uh, the opportunity to take the show out on the road and bring it across the country, engage all these great fans again, um, it's, it's been thrilling. And i got a great new cast and super excited to get down there, man. We're freezing our butts off, and uh, we're, we're, just, uh, we're, psyched, we're psyched to come down. Hey, let me ask you, you know, Steve and I, uh, you know, we, we write about the 80s a lot, and we are, we are you know, uh, archaeologists trying to dig into the 80s and find out why this, this decade has such a great allure. And, and you've been singing these songs uh, in Rock of Ages as, as Drew, the aspiring rocker, for a couple of years now. I mean, have you figured out what is it about the 80s? What is this magic dust on 80s songs that people are so uh, mesmerized by? Yeah, you know, I, I think um, I'm still trying to figure it out a little bit, you know, and that's that's what keeps me going and getting me through that journey every night, no pun intended. <laughs> but I, um, you know, I think there's just an innocence about the whole thing, man, that's just so specific and so... Um, unique to popular music there is such a great innocence to it you know um i think the the birth of the of the music video um and and 
you know, the escape that it, that it serves for people, you know, in, in middle America, all over the country at that time, you know, the, the fantasy, the whole thing, man, you know, I think it, the way it all kind of came together out of, out of nowhere, the, the clothes, the makeup, you know, the girls doing the guy's hair, you know, spraying it up and, you know, the whole sort of, um, culture that came with it, you know, it just kind of just evolved and, and then it just left. It just right. totally went away, and uh, you know Nirvana just kicked it out the door, and uh, and now you know we we, we didn't ever really want to let it go, and and it's still here, you know it's it's so nostalgic. Yeah, I mean that's a great point. Like I think uh, grunge was you know has had no shelf life whatsoever. I mean Nirvana kind of transcended that, but you came out of this this decade where all this eighties music was so fun. <laughs> And then grunge was such a bucket of water on the party. Now, now, it ha and then maybe, I mean, maybe that was in response to the good times. But you know, uh, I mean, you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam were, were greater than just the grunge movement. But, um, but yeah, it was really a buzzkill. And I think there's a sense of fun that you guys tap into every night, and that's why Rock of Ages has become, has become such a phenomenon. Yes, sir. Definitely. You know, we um, we definitely provide an, a unique service for people at the theater. You know, we just uh, we throw a huge party every single night, and now that we're on the road, we get to do it in front of two or three thousand plus people every night. You know, in New York, we only play to about a thousand people, and. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh it's definitely a party. It's definitely um a you know, a sophisticated Broadway show, definitely, and an artistic achievement, but you know, as soon as you walk into the theater, you know, you got hot girls, you know, selling drinks and and t-shirts and the pre-show music is playing, you know, you can hear the the Bon Jovi or the or the Twisted Sister and or whatever playing um in the house and the theaters, you know, the whole place is decorated, you know, and, and designed and, um, you know, we really take them into that, that, that time, you know, and, and, and people just kick back and have a great time, man. I mean, they sing along, you know, they wave their little LED Rock of Ages lighters, you know, during the song, they, they, um, they get into it and, um, and we put on a hell of a show. We have a great onstage band, you know, guys from all these different shredder bands and, and cool bands all over the place and, you know, a, a kick butt cast and uh and i'm there too you know doing my thing and uh still squeezing out some uh some some time on this show and just and having a blast man and uh, it's a passion project for me and and it's been uh it's been a great ride we're leaving together but still it's farewell but maybe we'll come You've got some really tough songs to perform during Rock of Ages. I, I kind of my question is, were you at all intimidated when you had to step into the shoes of performers like Steve Perry or Lou Graham or, or David Coverdale? 
You know, I think I, I don't think I was intimidated. I actually really w- welcomed the challenge and the opportunity. You know, I, I, I love those guys, and they're the greatest vocalists, and, and so many of the other guys, too, in the show that I get to perform. And, and I think the show is not to be a corny actor about it. I think it's so crafted. It's crafted so well by Chris Dorenzo, our writer, um, that he's made it easy for me. You know, he's written these songs into the scenes in the show, and my character just has to sing them you know and it's they 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 build up and they get to that point and you know i'm emotionally connected to the to the material and and it just comes flying out of my face i should have been gone knowing how i made you feel and you should have been gone after all my words of steel oh and i must have been a dreamer I get to play Drew, who's the, um, yeah, as you said, you know, he's the sort of aspiring rocker, and um, he's the kind of grounded, truthful kind of character in the show. In fact, he probably went on to to write more 90s type stuff. Um, I've I've been sort of playing with that idea of him more lately because when, when we meet him, you know, he's got this black jeans on, a black concert shirt, a black jean vest. It's all patched up and, and all that stuff. And, you know, he, he doesn't wear makeup. He's got his long hair, but he's not, he's not into all that. And he's got, you know, his black, you know, SG. He's not into like some flying, you know, fiery guitar or something like that. And he's trying to make it and he can't really quite fit in, you know, and, you know, Sherry, um, his love interest just blows him away he meets her and uh, you know madness ensues um but uh you know uh, i've been starting to relate to that movie rock star a little bit more with mark right. Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. remember where he sort of makes the transition like later on when we find him he's like i'm moving to seattle and then it's like oh yeah you get it and he's got like a sweater on and all the whole thing you know he's kind of into grunge at then and uh you know he's progressed. What's but, his band? Steel um, Dragons. Steel Dragon. Steel Dragon yeah. and Rockstar. Right. I love that. Yeah, movie. Steel Dragon. Yeah, that's a great movie. Great fun. Well, Constantine, let me ask you: Coming out of uh, American Idol and doing quite well on American Idol, was there? Do you think a? I mean, obviously the show gave you, um, uh, you know, great fame. But was there a stigma maybe on Broadway? Like, oh, here's this idol guy. He's you know a prefab, and then they realize you. Then you show up and you slay everybody. You were in the original Broadway cast, but was there a negative stigma maybe coming out of Idol? I think that, um, you know, sometimes it's a really good thing that you're on Idol. You know, clearly all the positives, you know, the, the, the amazing fan base, the, the, you know, the platform, the, um, all the opportunities, whatnot. But it also can be sure. It can be sort of um, viewed as a, a bit negative at times. I mean, but um, what the Broadway community has always known about me is, you know, I'm, I'm true to the craft of, of theater and of acting. I, I grew up as an actor. I've, I've worked with tons of these um, people for since I was, you know, a teenager, um, a lot of the, uh, the Broadway community. And, you know, I went to a prestigious, you know, theater school long before American Idol. I was, you know, training at the Boston Conservatory and Williamstown and Berkeley College of Music. And, um, you know, I would toured in Rent, um, been 
all through Florida with rent um, in the early 2000s. So, uh, you know, I think that 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 certainly helped. Um, but sure, even at first when I uh, when they were pitching different Broadway shows at me because they knew that's what I wanted to do. You know, there was a little stigma, and I think because there has been some other stunt-type casting done via the the idol world, that sure, there was uh, a little of that. But I think it actually helps people when they come to see me in this show in particular. I don't know what's going to happen on the next show. I'm going to have to be do something very different, something Shakespeare or Tennessee Williams <laughs> or some new composer or something like that. Um, but it, it almost helps with this show, not only because, you know, I bring in a, a nice fan base, but, you know, I want them to think I'm going to be like some obnoxious rock star, wanted, you know, guy in the show. And, and I actually sort of play like the sweet, shy, introverted kind of, you know, underdog hero in the show. And I think you end up rooting for me even more. Um, having the preconception of, uh, you know, the American Idol stuff and all that. I hear that um, some of the bands that you perform, uh, their songs are in the show. I, I understand you met some of them in person. I just wanted to know what, the, what their reaction has been like. Oh, I mean, that was just such an honor and, and uh, just so much fun. And, um, yeah, we've met... <laughs> We've met everybody, uh, honestly, members of Journey, Bon Jovi, we've met all of Twisted Sister, Aria Speedwagon, Styx, Night Ranger, you know, a Def Leppard has come to the show, and uh, when you get to see it, you'll you'll, uh, you'll laugh, because, you know, Rock of Ages, of course, is a big Def Leppard song. But we didn't get the rights to Def Leppard music for the show. <laughs> so um, there's kind of like this cheeky curtain speech that David Coverdale does, and... Um, Saying um, you know how we never got the rights to Def Leppard songs and uh, whatnot, and 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 now they're pissed because you know they they love the show and they want to be a part of it, and they'll probably uh, ultimately be a part of the movie or you know maybe a, a London production or something like that. Hey, you mentioned the movie. What's the news on that? Is there any chance that uh, we'll see you on the big screen version? You know, that would be cool, man. You know, I do my I do my job every night, and I and I kick butt. And um, this show has been a, a great blessing to me, and, and it's a perfect role for me. And I'm I'm you know young enough to do the part and pull it off, and I'm capable of a good performance. And you know, I think ultimately it's just about um, you know how it how it sort of progresses the the script phases uh you know pulling a, a big movie star or two into the mix and you know maybe some matching uh, you know it's 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 so much more about that you know that and selling the movie than it is unfortunately um you know me just getting my part because i you know created it um I uh, I hope that it works out and that would be fun. But right now I'm on tour with the show and and I'm loving it. And I'll be on tour through the summer. I have a new record in the works and a television special and a um, you know I'm way into the Broadway thing and looking forward to producing a couple of shows of my own. So um, it's been a pretty cool ride and uh, yeah, New Line Cinema is doing the movie and Adam Shankman's directing it and oh, cool. and hopefully it'll help you know, sell the show for many, many years to come. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask one last question about the Tony experience. You were nominated for Best Actor in Musical. Um, what was the experience like, and was that the same night 
that Brett Michaels got clobbered in the head by the backdrop? <laughs> it was, and Brett has become a dear friend, and uh, all the Poison guys have been amazing, and yeah, we performed with them that night. Um, if you remember, the, the opening of the show was us, uh, Billy Elliot and nine to five. And we, um, like the leads sort of stepped aside for, um, Brett Michaels and poison, um, Elton John with the kids dancing and singing and all that. And, and Dolly Parton doing her, uh, her her uh, little nine to five mashup there. So the, the pieces all really like moved, you know, sort of, um, really fast, like, and flowed on stage and, and Brett, yeah, man, it was it was scary. I was sitting in the front row, in my like, you know, best actor Tony nominee seat, with my family and the whole thing, and digging it, digging the number. And you know, when it was done, you know, they he was supposed to jump on the platform, and it was supposed to kind of just come off stage. And you know, he was still just kind of rocking out. And when he turned around, and his hat was very low, you know, this heavy scrim. Um, just knocked him out, man. I mean, it, it just, you know, it just caught him. I mean, his hat was was so low that it actually protected him a little bit, but it knocked him out and turned him over, and he ended up on the ups, upstage side of the scrim, so we couldn't see what happened, but his hat was spinning around downstage of the scrim. It looked like he was decapitated, and I, I literally I grabbed my mother's arm like, oh, my God, you know, he's really hurt. That's the first thing you learn in theater. You know, we're all having fun and stuff, but safety is just so important, man. These just huge moving set pieces and everything, and, you know, it's... Um, it can be scary, but he was cool. He dusted himself off, and, you know, he took a pretty good hit to the face. But, you know, he had a huge year and a half or so after that, a couple of years. And, you know, he's become a hero again. And, uh, and we just love Brett, and he's been, he's been a huge part of our, our, our Rock of Ages experience. Every rose has its Hey, Constantine, we got to ask you before we let you go. What was your what was your take on J Lo and Steven Tyler uh, as judges on Idol? I think it's huge, man. I think it's totally huge. I uh, at first was a little skeptical of just Simon leaving at all because he's just so huge. You know, he's just such a big part of the show and he's so amazing. He's so, you know, such a rock star on the show. Um, but I think they're doing all the right things now. I think, uh, I think they're going to have a big comeback season 10. Um, you know, nothing's going to be like it was uh, season four. <laughs> you know, me, Carrie Underwood, Bo Bice, the whole thing, the numbers were just sick you know the tour was sick you know sold out every place now you know they've been having trouble you know filling any venue um and cutting dates and everything like that but i think they're gonna have a big comeback here i think steven tyler is is a rock god and he's totally you know articulate and well-rounded and and he could get up there and you know jam with people i think i think that would be huge um Really looking forward to that, and I think J Lo is a is a mogul. You know, she's she's what all those young girls kind of aspire to be. You know, fashionista, movie star, choreographer, dancer, 
actress, singer, pop star, you know, and Randy will hold strong. And they have some really cool, um, I do a lot of sort of contributing for Idol and stuff on Fox and things like that. So I got my, my ear to the grind a little bit and they're doing some really fun stuff. They're going to, you know, be living in a big mansion again. The kids are going to be like, you know, able to sort of tweet and kind of, you know, keep a journal of the whole thing that's going on. There's some younger uh, contestants, even younger than before, you know, I guess the Justin Bieber, Molly, uh, Molly, uh, Miley Cyrus, you know, kind of mania has had its effect on that. And, you know, um, it's going to be huge, man. They got these contestant challenges that they're doing and, you know, full production numbers and stuff and no instruments again. So I'm psyched, man. I think it's a great show. I mean, it obviously changed my life. I have no bitterness. I'd love to do the whole thing all over again. Carrie Underwood's a huge star and, you know, uh, for, you know, for me to like lose out to her, it was, you know, no big deal. (laughs) You know, uh, it was all good, you know, so, uh, I wish them all the best and I look forward to a good season. Hey, uh, Constantine, we appreciate your time today, and we can't wait to see you here in Clearwater. We'll be there. We'll be there. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I'll see you. Happy holidays. You too. So there you go, Constantine. Good guy. Very good guy. Good guy. Kind of got me jacked up for the uh, for the show too, for Rock of Ages. Um, let me just say that people have asked me if I could live anywhere in any point of time. Um, I've often said I'd want to live on the Sunset Strip in the mid '80s. It's an entirely hedonistic desire and dream because I'd be drunk and um, uh, sleeping with lots of. Uh, Bad, bad girls. But uh, the music was great. Van Halen, Motley Crue, Poison, Rat, Quiet Riot, L.A. Guns, White Snake, and Guns N' Roses all got their start on the strip. I've been to the Rainbow Room, which I love, which is, I believe, I want to say November Rain, but I think I'm screwing that up. Um, was filmed part of it in the Rainbow Room, but it's really uh, dark and red and glow. You'd like it. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I you would. You know, it's, it's I want to take it to L.A., baby. I'll go. You know, I'll go, but I don't really... You know what I'd rather go to? I mean, if you put me any place, any time, uh, London. Uh, <laughs> no, the beginning of the 80s when bands like uh, Duran Duran, Spando Ballet, and ABC and Human yeah. League are all forming right yeah. there. That's where I'd rather be. Yeah, you could... Uh, Pale um, women. Yeah, and you could sleep with a lot of attractive men who also, <laughs> like, tell that, the difference. Who also like that music. Yeah. Oh, Spearsy, we're so different. But you know the one time that we get together and unite and become brothers? The, the Seggies. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Reader Mailbag. Will you stop doing that? <laughs> you know, you're worrying me. Like 2011, you want to become like a, uh, you know, like a, a Ted Knight, a, a mature. Ted Knight in <laughs> you want to become this like mature Spearsy, like Spearsy, uh, like getting ready for his golden years or something. You worry about me. Ooh. You know what? What I, really? I've noticed this. Like you're kind of. I, I won't get into the personal aspects of your life because I never do that. <laughs> I, I never pry or, or use them for entertainment purposes. But I noticed a lot of your actions are. Um, you're really trying to clean up your life and be oh, yeah, a better. I man. won't be able to keep it up. Trust me. 
Well, it'll be back to old Spearsy by the Super Bowl time. I guarantee. Ooh, you. really? Yeah. <laughs> by, uh, over uh, under is like two weeks of this. Nonsense. I think Vegas has that. Vegas has two weeks till <sighs> Spears. Uh, Take the under, my friend. Take um, the under. Anyway, I I, I want to say that this is my favorite letter of all time, and because um, you haven't said that in two weeks, shut up. Ar, 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 ar. This is from Mrs. Ivan Joinder Puss in Toronto. If and that if you, is her real name. <laughs> and if you're a fan of our um, Facebook page or Steve's Stuck in the 80s blog, his, his very successful Stuck in the 80s blog, you've already read this letter and you've read some of the commentary. And it has caused great distress and unrest in the Stuck in the 80s nation. You were a little put off by this letter. You were a little hurt by it. I, however, thought it was brilliant. But that's because you said that it totally gets me wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so let's read it. Are you ready? Yes. I've been a fickle listener for some time, but my husband, who, whom you may know as Mr. Ivan Joinderpuss, is a huge fan, which is funny because he's younger than me and pretty much missed the 80s at least the first time. Anyway, on a 17-hour road trek over the holidays, I caught your last podcast. And I have to say, your verbal fisticuffs not only made me laugh out loud, well, that's nice, but brought me to an epiphany. Mrs. Ivan Joinderpuss had an epiphany, Steve. The reason I find you two so entertaining is that you two represent a duality in myself that's a little unnerving. When I first started listening, I was automatically drawn to your edgy, somewhat indie sensibilities, Mr. Spears. And you, Mr. Daly, represent everything I dislike about our neighbor to the South. Mass consumerism, shallow assembly line pop, and appeal to the masses formulaic entertainment. Wow. Uh, however, the more I listen, and especially after the last podcast, I find myself coming to Sean's defense. Steve. I wouldn't go so far as to call it narcissism, and I'm certainly no expert, but I'm growing tired of your navel-gazing. However, the multifaceted research and su superb production quality of the podcast is a redemption, and as a recovering navel-gazer myself, I usually share your opinions on matters musical and cinematic. Sean, I'm so warming to your say-it-like-it-is-but-say-it-well pragmatism. Despite your current relationship troubles, you obviously are able to put your kids first and come, come across as a more whole person. Your smug brashness belies an articulate and observant soul. It is really unfair that you always have to wear the black hat to the shootout. <laughs> How true. How true. Uh, I love that you are both really stubborn about your views and give each other no leeway. It makes the podcast great. I leave you now, not stuck in, but with one foot in the 80s. Mrs. Ivan Joyner puss in Toronto. Wow. Now, Steve, when you first read this letter, you were really, um, you felt it was a harsh uh, uh, analysis uh, of your personality and, uh, and your role on the show, correct? Well, it caught me off guard because normally I get along so well with my friends' wives. <laughs> I'm not even touching that. Not even touching that. Um, but, you know... I, I thought, you know, I thought it was a great letter. I thought it was a fantastic letter, even though I, I get some shots. I think the meanest part is about me at the beginning. I mean, she really goes after me. And then you said, you, were, you said, I've never been narcissistic in my life. But I said gently, I said, Steve, anyone who blogs and podcasts, and now you have your column picture in the newspaper, for the, when we have our Stuck in the 80s stories run, don't give me that look, it is essentially narcissism. You know, you when you present your life to people, I know I know how you're going to rebut here, but I'm saying it is a form of narcissism. I'm not saying you're me, but baby, join the club. We got jackets. 
I defer to you as the expert, my friend. There you go. Yeah. I, I told you, you're, I'm far more narcissistic than you are. However, your point about when you present like your breakup with Kim and such is that you were trying to help other people. You were being altruistic, not narcissistic. That would be my point. That I just made for you. <laughs> well, I think that uh, I think it's great. Anytime people listen to our show and have these kind of uh, opinions, and, yeah. they're, and they're so into the show and everything we say. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. We, Sean and I talked about this a lot yesterday. I and mean, We sat there and, and talked about it for a good half hour, going over the ideas of, of, of is Mrs. Uh, Join the Puss. You know, whatever her name is. Wow, but, you're so mean. I, I don't know. When you first presented this letter on Facebook, you said, meanest email ever. It's over. Goodbye. <laughs> I just wanted people to read You're it. baiting them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I always bait people. And I got to say, I'm going to come to Mrs. Ivan Joyner Puss's uh, defense, not just because she says uh, I'm observant and tender and incredibly sexy. I don't I think, think she used the there. word tender anywhere. Um, but like a lot of people, a lot of our listeners also took your side and thought that it was a harsh slam. And of course, all the Spearsettes and all these <sighs> dudes. I don't know what you want to call the, the, the dudes who like you, that, that love you. Like, oh, don't worry. I call Spears them friends. Yeah, I, I call them friends, Sean. What do you call them? But no, I thought, they, I thought some people were kind of wrong on Facebook, too. It was like, what? But then there were people who were like, what are you talking about? This is a great letter. And I agreed with those people. Yeah. Well, you she, like could, it. she could have called me uh, uh, an Hole, <laughs> and I still would have liked the letter. You know, the, sh uh, the show has a life of its own. Come on, I don't know about that. I think she, I think you love it because uh, it calls you a few things you've probably not been called since you were five years old. <laughs> no, and observant she said, soul being one of them. But she said she likes our fighting. Yeah, she's well, just kind of tired of you. I, probably tired of your Eeyore routine. Is it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm oh gonna, well, if that if that is what it is, then I totally get it. People want to see you come out and come out of your shell. Be and happy. Have fun. You want me to be happy again? You well, know, I want to take be happy your head again. out of your belly button and <laughs> and, and and enjoy life, baby. If it's the Eeyore thing that she objects to, then I totally get that. I want to be happy too, my friend. I mean, I, I want you to be happy. I want to be happier more than any other person in the effing planet my life is easier when you're happy and people might think that's not true because we we go off my spazzy hyperness and your uh yeah you know, your eeyore routine but I, my life is better because i still have to you you still have to edit my stuff i still have to work with you and lunch with you and when you're mopey all the time baby i want happy spearsy funny <laughs> spearsy Okay. You're one of the funniest guys I know. Come I'm going to make a commitment in 2011 to, to, to knock off the Eeyore bit. Just to, you know. I want you I'm gonna here. I'm going to say it again. It. I'm going to find you a nice woman, a romantic comedy woman. Like, uh, she's, she's cute and funny. You're not going to play any of your games with your, with, with her. 2011. I'm going to do this really. I'm going to be Cupid, baby. Put me a little diaper. Give me a bow and arrow and let me fly <laughs> around. I'm going to, I'm going to find a perfect match for you. Okay. Okay. Holding you to it. All right. Hey, as always, send us your emails, even if they're mean, even if they're wrong, even if they're from Canada, to stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. See, I'm happy already. Yeah, there, yeah, Spearsy's back, everybody. Oh, Give him a hug. Long Duck Dong does it for me. I really, I like, the, guy, the guys who like out there who are like, oh, Spearsy, we got your back. Jeez, I gotta come up with a nickname for them. Don't like these sensitive hey, what's souls. Are you are you afraid of man on man friendship? <laughs> oh jeez, no. is that is that what it is? Keep do you your, have keep any your hairy knuckles off? Do you have right? any men friends? Do you have any female friends? Come to think of it, you don't, do you? You're like when Harry met Sally personified. 
You you deal in honesty. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll deal in honesty in return. I do not have any female friends. There you go. I have something inherently wrong with me, which it's hard for me to have a female relationship that isn't in some way uh, linked to boinkery. <laughs> Uh, For lack of a better term, yes, there's some yes. level of boinkiness in there. <laughs> yeah, my either boinkology, you, either you, my boinkology. Right, is either you boinker, you want to boinker, you you dream about what it would be like. There's a lot of boinking. <laughs> anyway, a, lot of, a whole lot of boinking going on. Ready? Uh, the killer. Pay attention. Yeah. Here was the last show's mystery clip. I can hold my breath for a long time. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's Creep Show. Yeah, funny, funny. Yes, this stems to the last show when Steve called me creepy. I'm not the one who called you creepy. You want to know who calls you creepy? Condo Girl calls you creepy. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? I wasn't going to tell you because I don't want you to hold her in bad light. Well, I don't understand why I'm creepy. The one time I met her, I was like, I I had my kids with me at at a, a dog park. And I was being a good dad. Without a dog. Creepy. No, my kids like dogs. It's a block from my new house. I'm sure it was all innocent. Well, I, I, I don't get why fun. she would call me creepy. She's the one who carries a dating book in her purse all the time. Yeah. Oh, I understand how. I was like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. What is creepy about <laughs> that? Nothing. I'm sure it was all just as you describe it. Anyway, read some winners. You know what? That is that's crap. No, that's and that's a spear set. No, that is a spear set. It's not creepy when you sit in your in your apartment in your underpants and you mope and you listen to depressing depressing bullshit pet shop boys music. That's not creepy. But me being a normal guy with my kids at a park saying, Hey, how you doing? That's creepy. First of all, the pet shop me boys are not mopey. I can't believe when comparing you to me that I'm the creepy one. Hey, we're navel gazing. Let's move on. No, you're a. <laughs> All right, this week's winners. I don't even give a. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Hamilton, Dan Dickerson, Circus Peanuts, <laughs> formerly known as Ralph and Clearwater. By the way, I had a Circus Peanut the other day. Awful, Awful. Yeah. terrible. What, what flavor is that? Peach, bubblegum. It's terrible. Uh, Tony Green, uh, Chicago Neal, Major Bedhead, Tor Hansen, Marty Yu, Chris from St. Louis. Oh, Chris from St. Louis who says, tell Daly to quit dissing Tron. We did our Tron show last time. Tell Daly to quit dissing Tron. The reason the programs of Tron, Sark, and Yuri all look like their programs, a.k.a. users, is to play off the man is made in God's image concept. Ergo... The programs are made in the image of their users. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. People who just don't understand the subtleties of the brilliance of Tron. Tron, the original Tron. Okay, I've been uh, putting my place. Um, Yeah, I don't even know what to do with that one. (laughs) Chris from St. Louis. He's furious with me. But you understand that you love that sci-fi nerd talk. Does it upset you, too, when uh, cartoons also look like the uh, characters who voice him? You know, here's my problem. Okay. (laughs) Do you have a problem with no. Woody from Toy Story? Here's my problem, okay? Yes. I, I, you know, I, I don't even want to say this because I... What? I, no, it's because, like I said before, and I'll say it again, and this is the problem with me finding a romantic comedy uh, soulmate for you out there, is because a woman who I would find uh, attractive and appealing is probably not someone that you that you would, maybe. Right. But a good friend. I don't understand why women who date you, they all have to think that I'm creepy. You know, uh, Kim didn't like me either. Thought I was like 
uh, jerk. Like all the women you date, like they, uh, they, in order to date you, a qualification is to not like me, is to think that something is wrong with me. No, that's not when true in fact at all. I'm charming and I'm oh, open, no. and what you see is what you get. I, I have no inner life. It's all on the outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm admitting true. that. I'm admitting that. But I there's know. nothing creepy about me at all. Oh, God, you know what? I, what? I just want to punch your fat face. What did I do? I want to punch your fat face. Hey, look, I want to date someone who likes you. But I'm just no, saying, no, 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 you don't, no, no, because you couldn't handle that. Why you couldn't, because ha- you would think that she had some sort of like feelings for me. No, I wouldn't. If I if I dated someone I that you over the microphone, I'm if, so if, furious about if that. If I was dating I was nothing somebody, but nice to kind of go, hey, how you doing? Great to see you out here. Oh, your dog, your dog's really a fun dog. There's nothing creepy in that. Like I'm like, I didn't tuck my between my legs and do the Buffalo Bill dance. I didn't do anything weird. Like you're pretty. Can I touch your pretty skin? It's like ivory. I didn't do any of that crap. I didn't make crazy googly uh, eyes. I know. Can I see your feet? <laughs> I, I mean, there's nothing crazy. There's They're nothing lovely, I did. By the way. <sighs> the, uh, no, you know what? In my perfect world, I'm dating someone that you've... Get her on the phone. Get I want Kondo Girl on the phone lines right now. No. And I want to know why I'm creepy. No. You know why she said that? Because it makes you feel better. Because you like when someone look <laughs> at that look on your face. I just want to take your cheeks and shake them. I want to shake that face. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Call me a cheap slut, sex poodle. You deserve a good spanking. Oh, Mister Cobb. Oh, you. <laughs> if you know it, email us at stuckinies at tempe dot com, and you too can shake my cheeks and push me in my face. <laughs> All right, time for Name That 80s Tune Time. And uh, this segment never gets old, does it? I love it. It's my favorite segment. <laughs> of all three. Hey, we'll play a snippet of a song from the 80s if you can get it right. As always, send me your address, and I'll send you something in return. Maybe a band sticker, because I only have about 5,000 left. Or, you know what? I don't like I got your swag. swag. I don't like the, oh, I got you some get? swag from Rubik's Cubed, the official 80s cover that. band. They sent T-shirts. And bumper stickers and pins and magnets. So maybe I'll do that. Oh, that's cool. Rubik's Cube. That's good stuff. Yeah. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery tune. Yeah, that's Hollow Notes with I Can't Go For That, No Can Do. I can't go for Spears. Yeah. Have you seen them live? I have. I was disappointed. Really? I saw, I saw them with Michael McDonald in Bristow, Virginia. Uh, when How many I was years working ago? At the Washington Post. Wow. Uh, five years ago, maybe six years ago. And I felt like they, they were screwing with pop perfection. It's like when you have a song like Private Eyes, just give me the hand claps, boys. You know? <laughs> don't like, don't turn into like a slow, sad acoustic song. Like Private Eyes is perfect. I can't go for that is perfect. You know, do you get pissed when Eric Clapton does the uh, the slow down version of uh, Layla? I actually like that version, and I like his After Midnight better than his hyper version. Hmm. Oh, I, no, I, I see what you're saying. No, no, no. Uh, After Midnight, I'm gonna say I like the slow down version of Clapton, but Layla, I like the original because you don't get the coda. 
that ding, 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 you know, you don't get all that. Yeah. 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 yeah I saw, I saw Hollow Notes twice in the last two years. And one time it was great here in Clearwater. They did a show. It was just them. They went through all their hits. And yeah, they did kind of. It drives me crazy. Rearrange them a little bit, but they still had a lot of energy and zipped to them. And then I saw them again um, do a free show after one of the Tampa Bay Rays games. Oh, God. I mean, they were just going through the motions. Really? I mean, sometimes a band just needs to take a break for a while, get off the road, and you know, just recharge the batteries. They are definitely in need of that. Yeah. Big yeah, time. I can see that. I, I mean, I, I hate saying that. I mean, because they're legends, but they need they need to rest. Well, you know, we had a lot of winners this week. As you can imagine, when you have a great duo like Hall Notes, as your name that 80s tune. And winners included Tim from Toad Suck, Arkansas. Actual city. Really? I don't know. That'd nah, be cool if it was. Tommy Doucette in LA. We love Tommy Doucette. Captain Pittsburgh, Hookman in York, PA. I've spent some time in York, Pennsylvania. Is that where they make the peppermint patties? Uh, no. No. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I hate, no, I don't, I don't, I think that's York, like, isn't that like a British? I don't know. Treat. I don't know. Um, York, Pennsylvania, uh, the band Live called it <laughs> town. <laughs> I like York a lot. Uh, Mike, stalker husband, Reeser. Uh, Daryl Lanier. Mike in Plymouth, Mass. Jim Withers in Australia. Padre Paul. Citizen Buck. TK421. Alex Cardoso Solis from Tijuana. Becky Rebello. Dr. Igor itself. Crisco Kid in St. Louis. What is that? Crisco Kid in SLC. Salt Lake City. Um. And he only goes by one name. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Maximus. I don't know Maximus. Is he new? Is he new to the yeah, gang? He might be. Maximus. Salt Lake City. Sorry, Crisco Kid in Salt Lake City. I've never been there. I have. We should do a show on Salt Lake City in the 80s. <sighs> there's actually more there than you'd think. Fletch. There's a good... Uh, yeah, Fletch goes more there. in Provo. Yeah. Oh, you're right. But I've been to Provo, too. <laughs> Lovely town. So, so Salt Lake City, we can't even drink, right? You can't like get a beer. You got to get that that get little... a club membership, right? Everything's closed. And there's nothing to do on Sunday, and um, boy, it's beautiful. It's beautiful though. Yeah, but it's boring. How are the ladies? Blonde, Aryan. Yes, yes. Awesome. But not dirty though. Sad. Oh, forget it. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at stuckinase at tempe.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at tampabay.com. I've, you know, I love this show. I know you've been a little down. You know, you're the, the new Spearsy. We're not sure where Spearsy's going to wind up in 2011. <laughs> you're oh, still waiting to get into your new house. Too. Yeah, I'm still. I think little... that's what I think that's what it is. You are in limbo, my friend. Where the calendar marks like end of one year, beginning of another. You're you're still in some weird sort of Spearsonian limbo. I'm like trapped in 2006. 
you know, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm, you know, oh, I feel like I've had the TiVo on too long. Wow. Wow. Look at you. You're really, air it out, baby. Air so, it out. You're no, just, no, that'd be navel gazing. That'd be navel gazing. Oh, dude, you ain't going to stop navel gazing. Uh, you know what I'm looking forward to doing a little navel gazing at Rock of Ages? Because yes, I want to yes. go back and I want to experience the 80s. Let's bring dates. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring, oh, you know what the challenge should be? Bring dates that we've never gone out with before, like two new ones, and see how they react to the whole oh, going with the stuck in the eighties boys to a musical. My date wasn't <laughs> even close to being born in the eighties. <laughs> uh, there's no, my PPT not- man. <laughs> hey, as always, we had a great time. Constantine was the best. Uh, look for uh, Rock of Ages coming to your town sometime soon. The soundtrack's available on Amazon. Uh, we leave you now with the closing number from the production. It's no surprise; it's from Journey. Thank you to Constantine, Sean Daly, myself. We remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. Did she really call me creepy? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's pretty funny. Okay.